1: From Carrot, that's for the K, K A R A T. And we're going to be learning about the business case or the use case, or sometimes people use the cost benefit analysis, uh, ROI, uh, things like that for wise prospects ultimately become customers of Carrot. So can't wait to kind of uh, learn a little bit about Carrot. And uh, before we do so, let's just get into introductions. Jeff, do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Carrot.
0: Great, well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Jeffrey Spector, a president and co-founder of Carrot. Uh, Carrot is the world leader in technical interviewing and we've created the Interviewing Cloud, uh, which is an always on scalable and consistent human plus tech solution for conducting engineering interviews on behalf of clients worldwide. Uh, Just by way of background, I started my career in China uh, at a wireless technology startup, I was employee five. It scaled uh, up like crazy. We grew to a couple hundred, went public on the NASDAQ. Uh, and we dealt with a lot of the same issues that carrot designed to solve. We were hiring up a lot of engineers in a very rapid amount of time and, and really had no idea what we were doing. Um, then I kind of had to jaunt through through finance for a little bit, and I got really passionate about where business and social good intersected. And so I joined the Gates Foundation. Uh, I was there for about six years. The last four, I was Melinda Gates's chief of staff, which was an incredible opportunity. Uh, and one of the areas I really got passionate about was their post-secondary education work in the United States. Uh, and we were really looking at like how people got jobs and kind of how broken that process was that candidates were being ghosted. They they never got any feedback from you know interviews or hiring processes and really just didn't have a straight line to getting a job, even though they were putting in the effort and the resources. Um, and so I kind of was had experience on both the, the client side and the candidate side. Um, and that kind of led to forming uh, Carrot with my co-founder Mo. And just stepping back, the, the problem that we solve is that, you know, every company in the world is turning to software, no, no more true than now in the pandemic. Um, and there's this multi-decade shortage of software engineers uh, and demand is, is outpacing supply. Um, and because there's not enough engineers, there's also not enough engineers to interview other engineers. Nor are there enough engineers who know how to interview well, because most people are not hired or promoted uh, for that skill set. They're hired because they're good engineers, not because they're good interviewers of other people. Um, and, and really, that happens because it's n- nobody's full-time job to make interviewer interviews smarter or better. And so we made it our job.
1: I love this on so many levels. Uh, let's just start with the basics. What do we what do we get right and wrong about technical interviews? Let's just kind of get the audience kind of up to speed with, you know, current state of, of, of technical interviews?
0: Well, I think uh, in general, what people don't necessarily do right, let's start there, is that um, there are a lot of times they're assessing for things that don't matter in, in the process mm-hmm. that it's not actually relevant for the job at hand. So we always kind of emphasize, you know, you really first have to identify the competencies that really matter. And then the actual craft of interviewing, you know, the, the interviewer tends to be the most influential piece of the interview, which makes sense, right? Like it's the person who's actually guiding that process. And so how you give hints, uh, how you encourage people, they all matter to the performance of the candidate. And so I think what's happening today is that uh, a lot of times you're not actually assessing for for the true um, quality of the candidate, but it, it could be that interviewers are coming in there with an agenda. They might want to prove themselves to be smarter than the other side. They may have biases, conscious and unconscious, that they're entering into that that every with and left unchecked don't result in the best hiring outcome for for their companies.
1: And so uh, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. Um, Let's, let's parse that uh, a little bit. So skills, you know, let's, let's just take something that people would see probably every, every day, DevOps, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how, how do you make that easier for people and either either that are technical or even that are not technical, uh, recruiters, hiring managers, sourcers, et cetera, how do you bring them over to understand what is and isn't DevOps?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is where it, you know it, it, it can mean different things at every company, right? Like DevOps right. at one company can mean dramatically different things than it could at another company. And so a lot of what you're trying to do is actually ask the question of what actually are the competencies that you're hiring for um mm. and and part of the what carrot does is actually play a a bridge role between talent acquisition and engineering so a lot of times our main customer is the engineering leadership right, right. and they and they're actually coming to us and and saying hey we want to we want to actually hire for these competencies and how do you actually translate that back to the recruiting organization so um you know a lot, a lot of what we do is one we'll just sit down and kind of understand from our clients like what do you mean by this you know let's take the job descriptions break it down what are the actual companies you hire for? And then we actually integrate with all the applicant tracking systems and we can see what they're hiring for over time. So a lot of times what happens is you say, you know, let's just take a backend engineer. It's like, you say you don't care about time and space complexity, but then half the reason why people are getting rejected on the onsite loop is time and space complexity. So then we'll say, okay, either we need to fix the part of your onsite process where you're assessing for that, or we need to bring it forward into the uh, initial engineering uh, screen So that you know, it's a it's an efficient process.
1: So, uh, just so the audience understand, when you're saying assessing, you're are you are you saying testing? And kind of, you know, one can you know again the breadth and depth of Python, right? So i I've had uh, a year of Python experience, but I worked on fifteen different projects, or I've worked on (laughs) on Python for a year on one project. So, like you know. How when you assess for that, or when you help, obviously when you help your customers assess for that, how do they know what the breadth and depth of just those competencies are?
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on kind of what you're actually going after, but mm. you know, you can do things like have a section of your interview that really is digging into their past projects, right? Mm. And then it's what are you actually looking for in that? Is it right. difficulty of the project? Is it their leadership on that product the project? Um, you know, is it specific skill set you're looking for? we tend to believe also that the kind of work samples are the, are the best way of actually proving out whether or not someone has a, a demonstrated skill. So there are way, like a lot of our interviews are you know, pair programming. There are things where, where people are kind of keys to, uh, or sorry, fingers to keyboard, um, actually showing you what they can do uh, in that and, that. and that kind of levels the playing field as well, where you're really assessing for like, where are they on, on a spectrum of, of quality in terms of that, that competency? And you're not factoring in kind of other outside uh, forces as well.
1: Thank you for explaining that. So when we, we talk about competencies from the engineering perspective and they list the things that are important to them, how do we prioritize that? or how should we prioritize it? or how do, your, how, do you, how does carrot help them prioritize you know that laundry list? You know, they put down 15 things, okay, well, trying to find all 15 of those at depth. Uh, might be relatively difficult, uh, and that's a bit sarcastic, but how do you get them to focus in on the most important competencies?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're actually hitting on a really important point also for inclusivity because, uh, you know, there's all this research out there that shows that the more requirements you have on a job, the less uh, diverse and and underrepresented uh, talent will actually apply to your job, right? Um, So, narrowing that down is not just good for, for the interviewing process. also good for kind of your sourcing and recruiting as well. Um, you know, it, it is an entire, it is a process that we actually go through with our clients where uh, in general, it would be what, what is it that you're actually looking for uh, in there? And then you do have to actually talk through it because you aren't going to be able to assess everything. It's, it's helpful that the upfront interview and, you know, you ask a question of like, is this a screen? And, and really what we are is like a human to human interview powered by technology, right? And we really believe that hiring is a fundamentally human affair and does require the interplay and feedback between, you know, uh, between people, between engineers, right? And you can learn a lot by that interplay. But what we're trying to do is actually, it, it, because it's only 45 minutes or an hour, you you know, you can only cover so much. So we'll kind of talk through like, if you had to choose between, you know, these three or four competencies, which one would rise, rise up and why? Um, and then we, again, a lot of what Carrot does is review the data on an ongoing basis and kind of surface up what competencies are being assessed for versus which ones you've said you wanted to assess for. And then we kind of keep adjusting and and aligning to make sure that's efficient.
1: Do y'all have a a player or role in uh, job descriptions and and things that get either on the career page or not?
0: So it's not a major focus of what we do. We do actually kind of digest all the job descriptions and then you know, we we will actually compare them to like, if you've you said, you know, to your DevOps example, uh, you know, we will we will digest your job description and then, and then say, what are the terms and other things that you're emphasizing on your job description relative to all of our other clients on their job descriptions. And that actually helps kick off that alignment process because if, you know, if you're leaning into security more than someone else, right? We can then say, why is that? And we kind of dig into that specific competency area. Why is it important to your organization? Why should it be in the interview process more so than something else we can use that valuable time for? Um, so that benchmarking helps us to kind of really, really nail the, the, the efficiency of your process.
1: How much have y'all seen as, uh, you know, comp being a part of, uh, you know, uh, this assemblage of uh, competencies that one puts together that y'all validate and, and kind of consistently uh, validate for folks? there's prices next to that you know each each of those competencies is just like Lego bricks they're they're just they' they uh, they're, there's a there's a, there's comp that's tied to that how do you how do you help or or do you play in the assistance of making sure people understand what things cost yeah
0: so I, I think really what we help highlight is where are you efficient in your hiring process so mm. you know it's interesting because because carrot is the a consistent part of your process, like in in the world that exists today, every part of the process, the from the upfront interview to the onsite loop to you know to the recruiter screen, tends to be inconsistent. It's like every conversation can vary in a big way. But because carrot is doing a very standardized interview at the front end, it allows us to shed a light on the rest of the entire process. So we can kind of say, you know, how high quality is your source relative to market? Are you actually uh, what is your onsite to offer ratio for this level of candidate? And also, are you closing this level of candidate? So really what will help identify is, you know, maybe you've told us that your close rates were really high, but then when we look, it was kind of people who didn't perform very well on the upfront assessment, right? So now it's actually, you're closing, but as you're closing the candidate, are you closing the candidates you want to close, right? And maybe it's lower at the, the top tier. And so we can really highlight, like, if you're not actually closing the people that are doing well on carrot comp would be one thing that you'd want to look at, and we, you know, we do help think through like what is your comp package. Uh, it's not a major focus of carrots, but we will kind of do an analytics on that as well to help to help think through what is the right uh, what is the right amount. Because even as you think about compensation, the amount of time spent in in the interview loop is right. enormous, right? Like y- your most valuable pressure, your most valuable asset right now is your engineering time and your people's time, and so you know if you can increase. Uh, close rates by five or 10% by increase, you know, offering a, a sign-on bonus, that's probably worth it because it's actually going to save you money and get you to your hiring goals faster.
1: So for the audience, um, technical interview turn-ons and turnoffs. Like what do engineers You know, abhor (laughs) in the interview process. We'll go through a process and questions, and just all of that, Um, and and things that they love, like just things that kind of that are that you can just tell that you're going to win talent if you go through these types of process to ask these types of questions, walk the talent through this this type of experience, and you're going to lose if you do these things.
0: Yeah. So I'd say a couple things. One, um, you know, we're in a candidate's market, right?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that's pretty indisputable and it's only getting more in favor of the candidate over time. And right. so what, what does a candidate want? I mean, they want to move fast, right? They want to move quickly. They have other opportunities, there are other offers and our data shows, for example, that, um, you know, that, well, first of all, they want, they want flexibility also in when they can interview. So we offer interviews 24 seven. Mm. We see about 50% of people interviewing on nights and weekends, right? They don't right. wanna be on your schedule. They wanna be on their schedule, right? So he's kind of thinking of the candidate as a customer as opposed to somebody who's just going through your paces is really important. Um, we also know speed matters. So what's interesting about speed is our data shows that in the if, if candidates, about 15% of our candidates interview within like two to three days of their invite to carrot, right? I mean, th- and the ones who are taking longer, it's their choice that they're taking longer. But what's interesting is those candidates Um, are twice as likely to get hired by the company than people who interview even one week out, right? Because they they are the people who potentially have other offers. They're the most prepared for the interview. They're the most excited about your company. So you need to build a process that allows those candidates to move at the pace they want to move through the process, right? Um, Another thing that candidates really love is how do you de-stress the process, right? And how do you actually ensure that they are best equipped to succeed? So one would be being very transparent about what you're going to interview them for, right? I don't think a lot of people share really specific details on what you're going to be interviewing them for. And then also doing things, and we suggest this to every company, but early in our, in our history, candidates w- would come back to us and you know, there's a, an ability for them to write feedback after every interview and say, God, I, I really, I could have done better. You know, like that wasn't my best showing. Can I have another shot? So we created something called a redo interview, which is kind of a no, sec- uh, no questions asked, second interview for people, that they can just take another interview with us if they feel like they, they weren't doing their best. And what's fascinating about that is that it increases hiring yield by about 20%. So we have about 20% of candidates that take us up on that offer. And the efficiency of the process for the redo interviews is almost identical to the initial interview. On top of that, there's, there's really two types of talent that, that are helped by that. One is like, one is senior talent. So talent who may be out of interviewing practice. Um, and just you know, kind of need to remind themselves of like how to interview again. And the second is underrepresented talent uh, who are less familiar with the interviewing process. So you know, for them, the ability to, to go through it once and then go through it again, we see, we see about 60% of underrepresented talent do better in their second interview, which is a disproportionate amount than, than non-underrepresented talent.
1: Questions that technical talent ask like uh, we'll do some table stakes, but also maybe even some of the more innovative things that you see in the marketplace years ago, I did a study on millennials and at the time they were asking, you know, what's next, you know, there's more or more or less internal mobility, you know, how are you going to reward me or praise me? Um, uh, Which was kind of total rewards. And uh, how are you going to make me better? Which is basically training and development. Uh, and, And again, that's dated, but, with engineering talent, I'm sure that there's, you know, routine questions that they have when they're talking with recruiters and, and hiring managers.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, so, uh, and you're asking what, what are those questions?
1: Indeed. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, I I think that they are, I mean, I, I don't think it's far afield from what you just said. I mean, most people, you know, engineers right now to your question about comp, they're getting comped at a pretty, incredible rate, right? right? So compensation isn't necessarily the number one factor that they're looking for. It's still an important factor, obviously, right? right? right. But they are looking for what problems are, are, am I going to be solving, right? It, it, when I get there, is it an exciting problem that I'm really interested in solving? And then, yeah, what are the growth opportunities when I get there? Uh, one, of the, one of the interesting things about interviewing is, you know, it's treated today kind of like a, a transaction that just goes and dies when the interview ends. Right. One of the things we've been thinking about a lot is how do we turn it into an asset that lives on and has value after the fact. So even the fact of like when you first do an interview, right, you're usually getting interviewed by six, seven people, maybe five, five to seven people. They've spent seven, eight hours (laughs) assessing you. And then when you start your job, uh, nobody, nobody talks to you about what the assessment was. You had literally seven or eight of your colleagues who spent all this time thinking about where your strengths and, and opportunities for growth were and nobody actually comes back to you to tell you that and sit you down. And so we always are like, hey, can you actually the first day of the work or if somewhere in the first month, you should sit down with like your your hiring or your manager and kind of walk through that so you at least know that as much as other people at the company about what you're going to be doing. And so, you know, stuff like that where the, if you can indicate that you care, if you if you even share some of that feedback in an interview, for example, of like where where somebody's strong and not, that gives them an impression that you care about their development and that you're going to care about their growth path. And that really, really helps in closing candidates.
1: So uh, now or, or even being pushed into the future, do you do you see carrot being used as a internal mobility uh, tool and, and or even an outplacement tool as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for us, we, we we clearly are thinking about how do we help in the entire developer lifecycle over time, right? Right, um, right. And so, you know, I think first we've kind of tackled the assessment and interviewing piece and there's still a lot, a lot of innovation there that we can kind of get into, but, you know, things like hiring for potential, giving feedback to candidates, um, there's a lot of innovation, um, you know, how do we, we've been thinking deeply, we're seeing a lot of the same candidates come through Carrot for multiple clients. We actually have, have I think one of our candidates has come through 10 times for 10 different companies, <laughs> um, you know, and, and so what do we do with that? Like, you know, candidates who do well, can we expedite them in the process? Like, why do they have to keep demonstrating the same skill sets over and over and over again, right? That's right. just inefficient. Candidates who are on their path to, to doing better, right? Like that same candidate who had done 10 interviews, uh, what we're seeing is that the first four didn't do well, but then the last six has steadily grown, right? And so this hiring for potential is a real huge um. Uh, area of innovation where we can not just look at an interview as a point in time, but actually a series of interviews that people are getting better and better. Um, so there's a lot of innovation in the interviewing and assessment space. But but then yeah, I mean you know we 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 do want to be in, in the world where we're helping engineers you know how they how they get a job, how they can assess for a job, and then how do they grow within their career?
1: Yeah, I, I, I first of all, I think it's going to be important for them. Uh, so it's not just a market opportunity for for Carrot, but it, I think it's important for that talent to have a concierge that just kind of moves along with them through this process uh, and helps them both at their company and with other companies. And, and again, that's that relationship that just kind of carries across that. If I, I, your customers are going to pull you there so you don't have to give it a whole lot of thought they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be asking you if you can do this you're gonna say well hmm, yeah we can
0: uh, and we are getting those requests already right I mean oh, for yeah. us there's this if, for any startup right there's the balance of uh how much do you move beyond like what you're doing right now and really perfect that and scale it and like you know how much you enter into new products and new new opportunity sets. And so we're kind of constantly like debating that internally. And but there's so much room oh, yeah. uh, up and down the process to, to oh, help yeah. out. Especially because you know once you once you understand a candidate, right? And and you can keep obviously growing that understanding over time. But you know, once you understand a candidate and you understand the company, right, there's real magic in kind of sitting in, in the middle of that
1: process. That's true. That's true. And I love the I love that you are kind of recycling and and uh and and getting um, through analytics, you're getting the insight into kind of the separation between what they say and what they do so that you can feed that back to them and then they can right-size that. So uh, I love that. Um, two, two kind of fun questions, big questions, but fun is, uh, is, let's take the audience into the demo for just a second. When, when, you know, someone on your team or yourself shows Carrot to someone that's not seen it before, um, what do they fall in love with?
0: Yeah, I I think it's really, it's when they start actually seeing the interview, right? Like, because in our platform, it's interviews are recorded and things. So like the minute they get that first interview, uh, it's all the mind it's, you know, there's a, there's hundreds of little things that we've done to optimize what that interview experience has been. And so when you go in and you actually watch an interview, you know, and, and over time, they're not watching the interviews. They're kind of, uh, you know they they trust the results and we we gain that trust and then you kind of move really quickly. But for the first interview or two, uh, it's really that magic, the interplay between you know the two engineers, right? And you can right. see people. Um, here's a great example, and and one of the things we're looking more deeply into is like how do you inject humor into an interviewing <laughs> process, right? So we're working with the authors of a book called Humor Seriously about you know which which basically says that um, when you add levity. To it uh what otherwise would be a stressful situation, you get better outcomes, right? Right. Or true performance and things. And so so we've noticed that our interview engineers who do, you know, and it doesn't even need to be like a comedian type of joke, right? But it's right. a hey, you know, just humanity in the interview of like, hey, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Like, are you okay? You know, they're not asking yeah. kind of far yeah. afield questions, but just to warm people up and like get them in, in the process when they're struggling. Uh, you know, uh, I think um one of our interview engineers said something like candidate whenever they ask do you mind if i think about this you know he comes back and says yeah we even encourage thinking in our interviews right (laughs) um you know something like that where where you're you're just bringing levity to the situation
1: um well because it's right because it's wrought with anxiety on 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 all sides seriously like sources recruiters hiring managers candidates executive, everyone's got anxiety so 100
0: percent it's a very stressful situation. I mean, yes. it's a, there are huge consequences for both sides, right? <laughs> yes. An interview yeah. is an incredibly important moment in time, and candidates and interviewers, to your point, deserve respect in that right. process, and they deserve it to be a professionalized, you know, experience where every part of that process is optimized. And you know, it just when we started this company, it was kind of, it's amazing that there's so many interviews, billions of interviews going on in the world, and nobody has really like taken aim at it, you know to to improve that process. So so that's kind of the moment I think in the in the in the demo. You know, some of our clients actually put their own engineers through our process. That's pretty fun. They'll just say, "Hey, I want to see what this is all about." That's a pretty eye-opening experience because it's not just I'm watching now; I'm actually experiencing it. Right. And, you know, generally, those turn out really well. Um, so that that's fun too.
1: I love that. And again, I think you know, lessening some of the anxiety, uh, some of that stress, and getting people because it's it's fit. Ultimately, what Carrot's helping people do is find the right fit. And that fit's changing. It's a moving target for everybody, for for the engineers and for the candidates, for everybody. So you're just helping people get that fit and get there fast. I love that. Um, favorite customer story. And again, you're going to have thousands of these. So, and, and no names. We don't have to go into that type of stuff. But like just something where you, if you have to, go to last week. <laughs> Don't, yep. You know, because I, there's something that you've looked at because you created, you know, help you co-found the company. You created it with an idea and then all of a sudden your customers are using it. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and they're using it in a different way or more innovative mm-hmm. something. And you're like, huh, well, that's cool. I didn't quite think of that. You know, like, what's your favorite story?
0: Yeah, I actually have two here if I if I can. Oh, but, yeah. Um, one, one actually... Uh, One of our biggest customers, you know, we were, we, we've been noticing that they've used Carrot to help with leveling, right? So it was kind of not, not not the intended use case, which was, you know, right now it's kind of, you're, you're interviewing for a role, but what they found, I mean, what's interesting about Carrot is that we can rescore interviews based on different things you care about. So weightings and bars and different competencies. So, you know, if you're a, you're a higher level candidate, let's just take very simple example of like. I care about my junior engineers coding ability but I care about my senior engineers system design architecture understanding that, you know distributed systems things like that well if you're interviewing for both those things in an interview you can just rescore the same interview and say you know what we interviewed for a level 4 but they were actually a level 3 right and so we so we had our they were doing this kind of outside of our system because they knew how some of the system works and then we actually just started facilitating that but we get huge demand now for leveling. Like, can you actually can we have one interview that would just tell me this person is a level, you know, three, four, five, right? Because to your point back around compensation, and other things, misleveling someone is probably a, a pretty big area where why you might lose out on candidates. So so that was kind of interesting that they were kind of taking our ability of that standardized interview and ability to kind of rescore things and and uh pushing forward. Um the, the second one I'd say is, is you know, our, our clients, I love when our clients lean into the redo opportunity, mm-hmm. um, and they really emphasize it, right? And uh, we just had a, a, an awesome kind of, uh, you know, every, every candidate, again, leaves feedback after their interview, and, and we have a channel on Slack that's like um, kind of the whole company can see, and it's a little bit of a dopamine hit, because like candidates write in, and they, you know, they talk about their experience and their interview engineer and things like that. Uh, But we had a a neuro atypical candidate who came in who had been really affected by, you know, the pandemic um, and and actually had kind of been really stressed out uh, in the interview and kind of had a a panic attack in the interview. Um, And the interviewer, you know, is this person who's kind of experienced and, and walked her through the interview at the at the end of it to help say, hey, you know, it's fine. You were doing great up until that point. Like, why don't you take advantage of the redo? Right. Um, you can just come back another day, and she ended up coming back. You know, she wrote in and just first kind of thanking the interview engineer for being so supportive in that moment, and then she came back a, a week or two later and and kind of crushed her interview, right? Had no issues and came through, and they hired her, and she's doing great at the company that at one of our clients. And so, you know, I think this this ability for people, everybody's gonna have a bad day. Everybody has a lot going on. Right, you can't afford to miss people in your hiring process that could otherwise be awesome. So I know you were talking about fit, right, which which right. is really important, but also like you are probably missing out on so many people. The fact that like companies don't offer a redo, especially when it's proven, at least from our data now, that it's just as effective. Like literally, you're getting the same hiring efficiency without sourcing again, right? And it's a better candidate experience. Like why is every company not doing this, right? So I, I just think that it was, it was it was one of those stories that. You know, we all celebrated. One of our carrots' values is celebration, um, and so it was. It was a story where it was just like, "Wow, this is what we're all about, right?"
1: I love that. Uh, I but I, I love both stories. Uh, the second one really speaks to me because, again, what we've been through and are going through with COVID, and 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 talking about mental health in a more positive way, and not kind of demystifying and and also destigmatizing some of it. It's I think it's important. I thought, I thought the interviewer did a fascinating job of not freaking out a, but also just going, you know what, you're doing fine. And you know what, hit, it's a mulligan, you know, hit, yep. hit... <laughs> hey, who hasn't like, I mean, who hasn't had a, you know, a bad question or a bad answer or, you know, and that, that goes both ways. I mean, that's kind of what's interesting about it. I know we're thinking about it from the candidate experience perspective, but you know, as a as a as an interviewer you you also have bad days or maybe a bad question or or or, you know get off to a bad start so you know let let me get a mulligan so uh uh i love it and i love jeffrey i absolutely love what y'all are building and have built and it's just it's needed required necessary and uh and i just love what you're doing so thank you
0: well thank you so much and i really appreciate you having me on here
1: Absolutely. And, and thanks for everyone listening for the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've
0: been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform
1: and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.